Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Clicking Balls, a sporting podcast uh, in the off-season for the AFL, but we cover other stuff as well. My name is Heath, and the first question we ask each week is a highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week? Well, there's been a few few this week. Um, my highlights generally revolve other people's misery, so... Of course. I've seen... The good thing is um, a lot of the famous tennis stars have been kicked out of the... Well, not kicked out, but dropped from the Australian Open. All the ones they not, like, too. Out. Yeah. Uh, bundled out. That's the term they use, isn't it? That's, uh, the, that's term. The, the term du jour. Yep. And uh, Mr. Bernie Eccleston got fired from Formula One. So the um, talk is he's going to create his own series now. And I was thinking, you've got to admire the old cunt, man. He's 80-odd <laughs> years old. Not done. Not retiring. Nah. Still got time. I can make my own series. So, yeah. You just kick back and, you know, buy it. I'm sure there's a F1 pass you can get. You can watch it on your laptop or something. Yep. Surely, right? Well, if there's not, they'll be creating it soon because the new owners are a media conglomerate. Well, that was one of the problems. There wasn't an F1 pass. Yeah, that's, that's, that's they, part of... Because apparently uh, the internet only appeals to young people and young people can't afford to buy the stuff that the sponsors have. Yeah. Except, that, was the, that was his idea. Except the young people that keep the internet going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's, what's he worth you know a couple of billion yeah, yeah probably billion. Yeah. So he's done a right for himself yeah i'm saying he might be past it but he's one of the most recognizable names or if not faces for uh, running sport in, in the world i think he's got a billion per centimeter of height about that yeah yeah and um both of them are shrinking now so honestly i've said this before he does remind me of nana he does like, yep. so much i think they're about the same height yeah. very similar haircut same racist. <laughs> Casual racism. Uh, Josh, you got a highlight of the week? Uh, for me, it was the build-up to the Sonnen and uh, Ortiz fight. Um, Sonnen is the best uh, seller of a fight I've ever seen in MMA. I uh, think, um, obviously, when you talk about who sells a fight, it's, it's him and Connor. Connor, uh, Sonnen looks like he has to think about it more and puts more thought into how yeah. he promotes the fight. Um, Connor just runs his mouth. Well, I'd say Sonnen has multiple ways to sell a fight. Yeah. Uh, whereas Connor just has Connor, which it works really well. But if Connor starts losing, he loses all that. Whereas to be able to sell a fight, <laughs> despite the fact you've been having a pretty shitty run, I think is quite uh, quite a good example of. Uh, He's um, an extremely smart man, Connor. Chael's uh, skill. Uh, Chael, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. The fact that he can still sell a fight, even though I'm, I'm going to guess he's like. One and six in his last seven. About I, that, yeah. I would imagine that that's pretty accurate. That's if we include USADA yeah. um, <laughs> results. Yeah, he did, and, uh, he and did I think lose he that one. Um, it, I, I did the video, and we, we've spoken about it before, but the one we put up um, on the Facebook page a couple of weeks ago with him, that that was great. It was heartfelt. And yeah. You know, um, some of his other ones, you know, when he was going to fight Wanderlei, and he's like, you know, 
um, I think you're a sack of shit. You're like, dude, these are lines I've heard 20 years ago. Yeah. I don't know that old, but no, he did an awesome job um, selling this one. It was funny too how he didn't back away from anything. He's no, like, shame about the fight. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> never he, mind that. He's in the press conference, lifted his arms. Look at these, look at these pure natural, well, mostly natural. <laughs> Straight away. What can you do? You, you, you can't say it didn't happen. Yeah. I love how he owns that shit too. That's yep. why I love hearing him talk about um, his opinion on what other people are doing because yeah. he's the ones that put his hand up and said, all right, well, I did it, so here's well, how they do it. Was it when he was on, was it on Rogan when he explained how he knew that John Jones was not going to fight Daniel Cormier yeah. the first time? Yeah. And when he goes through all that, he goes, yeah, I knew all this kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I remember him on on Reddit saying that fight won't happen and then, yeah. you know, years later explain why. Mm. Um, Actually, to get that, he's two from the last six. Um, I, was, he, I was damn close. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, beat Bisping back in 2012. Lost to Silver, as we all know. Lost to Jones. Beat uh, Hua. Lost to Rashad Evans. And now lost to Ortiz. There you go. Um, and, but if you had the Asada in there, he is one from six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was, uh, Wada, sorry. Um, he hasn't joined Essendon yet. Usada. It was kind of him to really just help try and stick his neck out and get that, that uh, forearm underneath the chin. Still didn't manage to do it, <laughs> but hey. Well, a lot of close. people have said it was... Well, not a lot of people. Some people have said it was uh, a fix or whatever. And look, with uh, Bellator, you can never write that off. But uh, I I know if Tito Ortiz is pulling your yeah. jaw backwards, yeah, that, that'll actually, be it, will, hurts. it will literally break your jaw in several places. And yep. he's no small bloke. Uh, I know on the weigh-ins that um, Shale had a, a pound or two advantage, but I reckon when they walked in that cage, it was well and truly the other way. Oh, Ortiz definitely. walks around heavy. Yeah, he's he a, must have had a, a savage dude. cut. Well, they were showing he was up to um, was it two twenty-five or something yeah. within like a few hours or <clears> within like next morning or I don't know what time the weigh in, but. Yeah, it wasn't even close to like the size. He must have filled his asshole with helium or something. He's a massive unit. That's <laughs> just his ego. <laughs> um, yeah, not a lot of room. Not a lot of dense matter in yeah. the head. And Chael, I mean, he's known not known for submission defense either. So, well, that's what he's got caught yeah. with more often than not, isn't it? Yeah, the triangles back in the day. Was yeah, his, his well, thing. even the silver one. Where, well, I mean, triangle one by you. But it's not yeah. just his defense. His offense was pretty shit too. Like well, he had a, a guillotine. Been out of the ring for a while. Yeah, he had yeah. a guillotine that was thereabouts. Yeah, it was mounted, wasn't it? Was um, it mounted? Well, he tried to mount, but Tito managed to twist out twice. Oh, yeah. So he had the right idea of um, switching overhead to mount, but he just yeah. couldn't stick it. Um, and Ortiz has obviously got crazy big traps and whatnot. Two of the best coaches from the Ultimate Fighter series, though. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. That, was, that was awesome. When they were on there, both of them were brilliant coaches. But the other one, which shat me the most, was he had a Das locked in, but yeah. he couldn't get Tito's chin to his chest to try and absolutely put the pressure on. But that's one of those things where he had the grip. He had the, his hand underneath Tito's arm uh, on his own mm. bicep. He just needed to, to wiggle it. Uh, yeah. And with... With the start of the fight, both of them are dry, so there's no reason why Tito could have ever gotten out of that shit if uh, he had have put it on properly. Yeah, well, he's which from... it's easy to say when you're sitting here yeah. in a microphone with a and can of Pepsi in your hand. When you've got an angry Mexican trying to get it from underneath you, it's much different. But right, uh, you just want yeah. to look after his uh, broken back, neck, skull. And, uh, <laughs> the other excuses he had lined up. Um, my little highlight of the week was uh, I don't like um, personalized number plates. Yeah, I think the absolute best response you can get when you see a personalised number plate is, huh. yeah, like you, it doesn't get better than that. And usually yeah. it's just oh, you fucking tool. Anyway, I was at uh, Westfields and I saw a Tesla yep. with uh, Car Two D Two, C A R Two D Two. That's good. Fair enough. I'm like, yeah, that's that's good. And I think being a Tesla just makes mm. it. Yeah, uh, it, it fits even better. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's pretty clever. There you go. So that was my highlight of the week. Um, There's a bloke uh, just down from my place who's got a. Honda Prelude and the 
license plate is Raylude. Obviously, he's got it when he had his peas, <laughs> forgetting that eventually the uh, peas don't come have off. your peas. Oh, well. So, he's a young lad, I guess. So, you know, fair play. Just didn't think that far ahead, but then again, neither did I at that age. Um, yeah, I just think that personalised license plates are. I mean, they call them vanity plates for a reason. Yeah, it's because they yeah. are pretty wanky, let's be yeah. honest. I mean, some can be clever. Yeah, and, you know, otherwise you get ones for free. Yeah. It's, that, that suits me, the the regular ones. Anyway, we'll uh, go into the sport. We've had the Big Bash League semis this week. Um, culminating the last... Actually, we'll start with the first one, which was uh, Perth versus Melbourne. Yeah, And Stars. Mitch fucking Johnson. Yeah. Three for three or four overs is just... I don't think I've seen anything like that in T20 cricket. Why, why don't more players have decent moustaches? <laughs> it's got to be. I, that's that's the thing. That's what's missing. Merv Hughes tried to bring him in, um, but apparently that's failed. And now that Junior's in there, he's just put a no moustache band. It's hurt the Australian team. Well, remember that Ashes series where they had the uh, Movembers? And yeah. that's where Mitch Johnson really came back to the front. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be the Mo. It has to be. Well, yeah, I, I want uh, Lyons has got a bit of the Mo happening too. So that's looking good for him. Uh, I expect him to feature heavily in the next Asher series. Well, I think he had a good game last night too. He did pretty well. Um, they were. It was funny with the the Super Over. Well, we'll get to that later, I guess. But uh, with the Stars game, um, I did see Junior stick one right into Peterson as well. Which was? Oh, just saying. You know, he's finished. They should get rid of him. Oh, really? Okay. Which he and Peterson have been at each other the whole series. Like, they had time a little Peterson's bit. been in the commentary box. He's been throwing at Junior that, uh, you know, he should lose his job as a selector and all this shit. I'll, I'll give you a tip. When it comes to a battle of wits between Junior and Peterson, my money's on the uh, South African Kiwi, uh, South African POM. <laughs> I would say, like, I, I, I wouldn't say Mark War's not intelligent because he probably is. He just isn't very eloquent. No. He, he doesn't explain himself well. He, he must have some sort of uh, thing going on upstairs. I, I'm not. Uh, Holding back on that, he's a clever bit of the orts. He's he's quite a not not really the most verbose person, which as a commentator seems like a weird sort of uh, position to have for him. Well, let's be honest. There's not really any sort of uh, checklist when it comes to being a cricket commentator. Uh, did you play? Yes. yes. Can you talk bullshit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any great stories? Nah. Oh <laughs> shit. Oh, have a job anyway, Junior. But what, what I liked about Mitch Johnson's uh, spell is they went, mate, you're absolutely killing him. Bowl your four overs. Yeah. Bowl them out, mate. Mm. Yeah. Because that's four overs where they only got three runs. And they were lucky to get those um, those runs too. Does he still have anything to do with his training team? Like a mentor yeah. or coaching staff or anything like that? No, just no, completely out of it. How day. good of a mentor would it be? Right, Mitch, what should I do? Uh, bowl it fucking fast? Yeah, yeah. grow a moustache. Try and break a fucking their... Pussy, bowl it bitch. fast, <laughs> right up their ass. Break, up, break their fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it Michael Clark who said that, wasn't it? Yeah. Get ready for like a broken that. fucking arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know how much of a mentor he'd be. And, I love uh, how Clark says that. It's like, not from me, though. Like, from, from mates. <laughs> the other mentor could be like, uh, oh, sorry, Mitch, uh, my mum's on the phone. Don't answer. Just leave her there, mate. The problem is Sean Tate's been trying to bowl like that for ages, and it just ends up going fucking everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, it started going everywhere. Well, yeah. So you can't really blame anybody else that picks him. Yeah. I remember seeing him coming through and thinking, oh, fuck, he could be something. Because he was looking like bowling like Brett Lee when Brett Lee was young. And I thought, well, if you can you know, channel that like Lee did, he could be a great strike bowler. Even when he first came if. through, I remember seeing it and going, that looks like a throw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the end, he didn't really uh, learn any control whatsoever. And uh, he can get within about a 45 degree angle. But other than that, it's up to anyone's guess. And then last night was uh, Brisbane and Sydney. Uh, with the uh, the super over, um, I was a bit unlucky that I, I was mixed up with family business. Um, family business. I was playing fucking cards. Um, <laughs> uh, 
playing cards. So you I, can start I, with family business. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, I meant family shit, and I thought oh, I'll clean it up. And I thought, you know what? It's playing cards. Um, fucking Mayo too. What a boring family game. time. Stole <laughs> uh, the kids' lunch money. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, so I only got to see the super over. Um, quite an anticlimactic super over, actually, but. Uh, it was still an exciting finish to get there, I think, and a bit unlucky for the Brisbane Heat. Well, so the first super over was pretty exciting, just because you know you get the bowling uh, a fucking no ball in a super <laughs> over, though. Yeah. Well, the thing was, the first ball from memory was like a, a leg by, like they've they've stolen the base essentially. Um, yeah, I don't get, think it was. Even, I think it was just a buy. I think yeah. it went straight through to the Actually, keeper and, right. and they ran. Um, I think the second it's out of the the bowler's hands, he's done the piss bolt. Well, that's what um, he should do to get McCullum on strike. No, not McCullum. Uh, Onrix. And he's just, uh, I think the first one was a double, and then he's just gone fucking smack, smack for six. Uh, no, smack, no ball, which that uh, was a second bouncer, which uh, was a no ball, it's fair to say. No, it was called no ball, correct? Yep. Yeah. I, I, what I mean is it wasn't controversial. It was a fucking no ball. Yep, yep. Um, no ball. Smack to six, smack to four, and then I think finished off with a two for 22 runs for the over. All right, so there's your over uh, recap. What, what happened <laughs> to the next one? Over, ball by ball. <laughs> the next one uh, first one I'm pretty sure was uh, a dot and then I think it was a wide yeah I didn't really want you to go through it I was going to say I feel like we got ripped off of a shit story between overs there <laughs> something like back in the day or something to do with the kids uh, Kerry O'Keefe you know a frog goes to the bank <laughs> I can't do his laugh no nobody can yeah, um, yeah so it's a bit unfortunate because I think Brisbane have been the form team throughout the, hot, the entire um, well, Chris Lynn's been the form batter yeah, throughout the entire season. And uh, Chris Lynn, unfortunately, played one game in the Australian side and now he's got to done his neck or his back or something. So he's uh, he's not not playing for Brisbane. He's not playing for Australia. Well, he was playing injured for the whole big bash, apparently. Um, didn't look it. No, he fucking didn't. Unless that it was, was, you know what, I couldn't be fucked running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. <laughs> well, that's what they're talking about. He was saying, you know, had an injection in the shoulder and whatnot. He didn't want to talk it up too much because he wanted to play. Because it was steroids. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But um, Buff Lehman was sort of like, yeah, you shot all right. And he's like, yep, fucking, hey, 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 boss, I'm, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Puts him in, injured. Yeah. Um, but when the uh, next Australian T20s come around, he's healthy. Geez, he's got to be uh, first name on the, on the board. I think it's next week or the week after that we play three T20s against Sri Lanka. Yeah. They'll be worth yeah. watching, I think. He probably yeah, won't be really in that good. series. They'd probably want to get him right for uh, a little bit later on. And I mean, next time they should maybe ask the doctor if his shoulder's right, not, yeah. not the player. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, it was Dr. Got, Buff. got me thinking, too, with the... Uh, obviously, we finished the test. We're just about finished one day. So I think we got one more today or, or, or something. Yeah. Um, and then we go into the T20s. We obviously have different captains for each side. Yeah. So you have your test captain and your one-day captain, which happen to be the same person at the moment. But there was a time where we had three captains for three different sides. Yeah. But only one coach. Yeah. Do you think it'll get to the point where we have a test coach, a one-day coach, and a T20 coach? I can absolutely see that. Like you have an, an, it makes sense. A head coach uh, that'll set the the uh, the I guess the mentality between them because you don't want a completely different game plan on each team. Why not? You got completely different players. Well, not, not always. Like, there's not that many in the T20 side that play tests. There's probably, I'm going to throw out a number of three to four. Well, let's think about it. Warner plays tests. Um, he's the one that immediately comes to mind. Most of the bowlers do. Or several of the bowlers, I shouldn't say most. Yeah. So we're still trying to find our bowlers, aren't we? It's yeah, still rotating. Well, I, I trying to keep them on the field. Stark and Hazelwood yeah. are, are set. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it sort of does float in a little bit. This fucking bean pole they picked, I don't think. Oh yeah, just he's got all the makings of Bruce Reed, and that <laughs> man, his, his potential is amazing. Yep. Never going to get there though. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, I, I can see like if the theory is you need different players for different forms of the game, yep. then surely coaching fits into that. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what a coach really does. I think it's like a caddy for golf. Like They can give you an idea of what to do, but yeah. at the end of the day, you're out there and you've got to try and smack it and run. It's a very individual game, cricket. Especially yeah. batting, obviously. Yeah. And I mean, there's just plenty of time to, to sit in the field and, and figure it out yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if the if the captain can't do the coach's job, probably not a great captain. Yeah. I do wonder if they've got different, uh, like, fitness regimes for the different teams. Because as a T20 match, you, it's really all sprint. Like, there's not a lot of... Um, long time spent focusing on you know whatever the fucking seagulls doing at the time like mm. in the test match you might spend all day in the field and have to keep the focus for that whole time uh, and it'd be more distance running so you sort of running if you got the ball throwing it running 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 all day all day I think it's more short sprints isn't it because you sort of you run 20 meters yeah. pick up the ball throw it and then you might not field another ball for an hour yeah. yeah but it's consistent all day like even though you're out there concentrating that's still draining you um, not Draining you in a different way than it would if you're jogging around the whole damn time. But you're still in between overs, you're jogging over, jogging over here, changing position, whatever. Whereas in the T20s, it's all over after two hours. So it's all sprint, sprint, sprint. I think in the T20s too, the batsmen need to be... The, it seems to be a lot stronger batsmen. Yeah. As in like physical strength, not as in yeah. Yeah, a lot stronger bulkier, technique. So there's some more power hitting. So um, And the the ropes are in obviously too. So it's... Uh, oh, that's the, the same for both. I thought the ropes were further in for the T20. Oh, there, there might be a few grounds that sneak it in a little bit, I think. Because I've seen but, some of the sixes that have been like 82 metres. Whereas yeah, that's I'm, standard. I'm pretty sure for the um, the tests that the sixes have gone a lot further. Maybe they just smack it harder, the, I don't know. Some of those grounds that you can't put it in any shorter, yeah. otherwise it'd be on the pitch. Yep. You know, I'm thinking Adelaide and SCG, especially sideways. Yeah. Very short. Mm. Anyway, it's been an interesting summer of cricket. I mean, the Big Bash League is... I don't know, still almost got me. Yeah. Like, it's good to flick it on, but I'm not going to follow it. You yeah. haven't picked a team yet, have you? Still. Yeah, no. still haven't picked a so side. I think that's the final level when it's got you, is when you pick the team to, to go for and pick the team to hate. Well, yeah. I, I think a lot of the interstate, when I say interstate, I mean the non-Melbourne and Sydney, because Sydney and Melbourne have got two teams. The, yeah. I think the other states have got that, um, you know, the, the this is my team and, yep. and versus the world type of stuff. Um, whereas maybe it is because I live in Melbourne and there's two teams, but you follow the Australian players more. And I'm like, I yeah. can't cheer against Gary Lyon, mm. you know? Yep. <laughs> you, nice you one, guys. Ah. But um, no, I agree. But I think it's, uh, you need to, what they need to do is get uh, Muralitarin to come in. Because, he was here a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he needs to come back because he gives someone, uh, everyone, someone to hate. Yeah, well, I think he's, like, since he's retired, he's too nice. Yeah, he that's too it. nice. Yeah. And he does, like, ridiculous amounts of charity. Yeah, and this is genuine tra- charity, not I'm throwing a, a $500 a plate dinner. Yeah. See, he needs to watch how Shao Sonnen does it and come in and just challenge Warney to a bowl-off or something and talk yeah. about how he's the champion. Be the be the bad guy. He's, he's more Sage Northcote than Charles Sonnen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a bad guy. Who, who would be the best bad guy to come in that Australia could get riled up against? Well, I mean, we had Stuart Broad, but then he's turned, yeah. he's turned his coat too now. Exactly. Where he's all right. It's him. It's him <laughs> yeah. and Kevin Peterson, but no. they've turned out they're all right. Yeah, Who's the South African blokes. dude? Um, the fast bowler. Dale Stain. Yeah. Yeah, he's too good of a bowler, though. That's yeah. why people, people respect him. That's the problem. Yeah. Phil Tufnell, they've got to bring in. Yeah. Because they don't respect him. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, but- actually... 
his own team and didn't respect him. I still exactly. got no fucking idea how Graham Swan ever got a wicket. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was right arm slow, yet somehow he's managed to clean people out. It was stretching the truth to call him a spinner. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know, what is an actual Chinaman delivery? It's a uh, left-handed leg spinner. Yeah, left-handed leggy. Essentially. That's it. I think so, yeah. That's all. Yeah. How the fuck does that relate to a Chinaman? Left-handed wrong and spinner. I'll, I'll guarantee I feel like there's a racist element in there somewhere. It, it, guaranteed. But it would have been, um, you know, leggies were always right-handed. And then there was a, a left-handed leg spinner who looked a little bit Asian. Yeah. I'm not going to say he was Chinese and back in the 40s or his, 50s. His name was Lee or something. It could have been. Yep. Yeah. And they went, oh, yeah, it's Chinaman. Yeah, because he does yeah. it. And Xu Ping does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he might have even just liked noodles. You yeah. Know, that, that might have been enough. <laughs> back in 1937 or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's... Is that it, about it for cricket? Yeah. It's so, actually, for... we did move off uh, the fighting, but there was a couple of things I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, and just mentioning Sage just made me think of it again. Uh, Sage Northcote said he is open to training with the Diaz brothers. Really? I saw so, that, and they actually invited him from what I remember. One, uh, technique and skill-wise, that is just the perfect match. Yeah. That is brilliant. I mean, you got Crone there as well. But yeah. you couldn't <laughs> have picked two polar opposite yeah. um, <laughs> public personas. Yeah. The Diaz brothers and heck yeah, Sage yeah. Northcote. Mr. Diaz. Hello, Mr. Diaz. How are you, Mr. <laughs> Diaz? Mr. Gracie. Fuck me. Mr. Melendez. <laughs> hey, Leo. Shit, you're talking about motherfucker. You're coming here, Rumble Watson. I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining him coming. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. He's like, hey, diddly ho, coach. <laughs> the first session, yeah, you're on steroids. <laughs> just a minute comes and goes, thank fuck, I can drop the charade. What's <laughs> up, bitches? What's up, <laughs> Where the weed at? <laughs> My dad's not here? Fuck yeah, yeah we're on. Uh, speaking of which, also, I saw that Gary Tonin has called out Crone Gracie in an MMA match. Okay, good on him. Yeah, I mean. Well, they had one of the greatest, I think it was ADCC, one of yeah, the greatest matches awesome. of all time. Yeah. Um, and I think it was most noticeable because uh, uh, Tonin was a brown belt at the time. Yeah. And Crone was running through everybody yeah. to the point that um, Hickson was on the sidelines making chicken noises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary made Hickson worried. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's amazing. 
Five yeah. so, um, yeah. But Crone got through for the win, and uh, I don't think they've been in the same building since. No. Like, fight-wise. Yeah. Um, so the fact that Crone's trying to do MMA, uh, yep. I think that's a great fight. Yeah, yeah. Because the other thing that happened was that, do you know how Tony was supposed to go against uh, Hector Lombard at uh, Submission Underground? Yeah. Which is Charles thing. But then Lombard pulled out, so Charles said, all right, I'll jump in which is his own organization. Yeah. And then Bellator went, no, you won't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so Bellator pulled Chow from his own organization oh, for a submission a fight. So then Tony's left with no one to fight. Well, but UFC's someone, uh, always been good like that. That's it. Off yeah. you go. I think Antonio Shoeface, Antonio Carlos Jr. might have stepped in for it. Uh, Sabat, uh, yeah, Antonio, yeah. yeah, whatever. Sh- yeah. Bootface, yeah. yeah. Oh, good on well, He's UFC, so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on Fight Pass, maybe. Okay, that will be interesting because so. he's obviously top level. Yeah, plus probably uh, quite a size difference I think between so. the two as well. I think yeah. Tony will probably Crone Gracie's weight, I'm guessing, which is well, 135. It'd be spectacular to see Crone actually make it in an MMA because so many Gracies are promised yeah. since, um, you know, the, the era of the Gracies. Well, None of them have really managed to. Well, I've just realised that the Zuffa period of UFC is over. Zero wins for the Gracies during the Zuffa period. Under Zuffa control. Yeah. Zero wins. Hoist forward. Who else was uh, not under? Yeah, he did did once. Yeah, he got Matt Hughes, and Matt Hughes could have broke his arm. Broke his arm, but in the end, just Um, Hodger fought uh, twice. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, but yeah, he was horribly. over uh, under for under his uh, natural weight, so yeah, he's yeah. horribly um, dehydrated and, and that kind of stuff, and old too. Yeah, he yeah. Started, I think he started when he was thirty one or thirty two. What I what I have found sort of that concerns me with the Gracies MMA is that Hickson said it best that uh, jujitsu is enough, and I, I don't think it is anymore. No, it's not anymore, no, because jujitsu and something else is going to yeah. beat jujitsu. I mean, Damian yeah. Meyer maybe, yeah, but he still needs to know the rest of it. But even back in the day, Hickson didn't just use jiu-jitsu. I punched yeah. him in the face. Yeah, yeah it was, that was fantastic. You know, hey, get an easy submission by punching someone in the face and then getting the rear naked choke. Yeah. Yeah. Great, do it. But uh, I, I think if they stick to the traditional jiu-jitsu or whatever, they're going to struggle. But Crone seems to be uh, not afraid to innovate and mix it up and just yeah. do what the fuck he wants. It's also like the Gracies don't have a universal message they're sending out either. No, this so is true. <laughs> you talk to one cam, then you talk to another cam, they're completely different. Yeah, well, they're always um, at... Uh, Loggerheads with each other, yep, yep, speaking much. out against each other, and I'm thinking of uh, the Metamorris guys yep. <laughs> in particular. <laughs> yep. Um, but, uh, and the others, Hickson does say some dumb shit too. He does, but I mean, fuck. You still voice. listen to it. Yeah. You will listen to what it. he says goes. So. Yeah. Um, the other training news I did read during the week was Travis Brown switching camps. Yeah. Well, right. Just, just uh, experience some other camps. He hasn't announced that he's switching camps yet. Right, he's uh, just experiencing other camps. Yeah, he's probably still that run This is one of those things where it's it's not the story, but it's the lead-in to what could be a big story. Yep. So we just wait and see on that one. Yep. And good camp, too. A very good camp. And also, uh, Black Zealand is shutting down, but Henry Hoof is still training with Rumble Johnson and yep. DC. And Oh, that's right. Apparently, Luke Rockhold is training with Travis Brown at that joint, too. Okay. Like I heard he was in there. Um, that's or actually, maybe he was at the Black Zillions. Well, one of them, he was training at somewhere other than, um, what were they, ATT? Uh, Glendale. No, no who's um, uh, one that had Cormier and and um, Cain Velasquez? What's their camp again? Uh, AKA. AKA. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah, apparently he's been expanding his horizons as well, um, which, I mean, would be good because he's about due for a fight. He already, <laughs> already cancelled the one in Australia, so he's yeah. supposed to fight Jacare, which would have been awesome. Uh, Rockhold, yeah. Mm. I, I really like watching Jacare fight. Yeah. Yep. He can 
he can throw the strikes, but his submissions are just out of nowhere. Yeah. Great to watch. Yeah. Um, random sidestep. You see, you know how there's been a whole Mayweather and um, Connor. Connor stuff. Pacquiao stepped up and said, well, if Mayweather doesn't want to fight him, I will. Yeah, interesting. I I think that's uh, Pacquiao's way of trying to get something back at Mayweather. But uh, it could be. It could be just him throwing a verbal jab out there. Because yeah. I mean, it's not like he's struggling for cash either. Yeah. Or, no. or a career. No, he's uh, he's he's living well like a king. If if kings were a little bit poorer than him, uh, you could say he's uh, he's living like a politician. <laughs> Same thing because <laughs> he is. Yeah. Beats. But uh, yeah, honestly, I, it's starting to feel like something could happen. Because uh, Mayweather, I I would never see. Fighting, I see that as just a way to generate interest. It took him six years to organise Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Yeah. So a lot Mayweather of was, versus Connor, who knows? A lot of that was for the the drug sort of thing and the money split. Whereas I think Pacquiao, anything that gets him back in the the spotlight in the West is good for him. Uh, I don't think so. There's something in it for him. I don't know if you. I mean, obviously he, he must care because he's spoken about it. He just likes fighting, really. Maybe fight anyone. He, he, I'd believe him if he said, "I just want to test myself," you know, and that kind of stuff. He <laughs> against does Connor, seem... <laughs> against Connor. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see that. Well, with Mayweather, he, he gains nothing. But Pacquiao does in terms of he gets the Western audience, he gets back in the winner's circle, even if it's just an exhibition match or whatever. Yeah, to do what? Yeah. Well, because he's a fighter, that's what he does. Yeah. And look, Plus, don't... as a politician, if you can come off a win there. In the Philippines, you're still you're the man again. Uh, I you, think your I th- last fight's a win. I think he there's nothing he could do where he, he isn't the man in the Philippines. Like if he uh, wants to break no, America, he, he then... could take some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He's still coming off a loss though, which still hurts them. But if he comes off a win, then like, well, you know, you're the you're the man now. You've uh, you've beaten someone, whatever. If he loses again, he looks uh, a little silly. Yeah. But uh, it won't, like I said, it won't degrade his um, charisma enough to actually mean a lot yeah I think Floyd will flog the fuck out him for 100 million that's it yeah um, touch on footy a little bit there's been uh, the women's league is getting very close but I think uh, they've just moved the opening game um, yep. to uh, what Iconic. do they call it now Iconic. Yeah, Iconic Princess Park, Park but Icon Park or oh, whatever right. it's called now yep. so that they can get a little bit of a crowd in I'm surprised that they were expecting such a low crowd for the first game yeah um, so I think it's just an obvious one to yep. move it and give people some seats they can yeah. actually sit on. But even Princess Park, yeah. it's fucking... I mean, I haven't been there for a while, but that's needed a, a really good makeover, like seats wooden, broken. Oh, there wasn't a whole lot going there. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's marginally better than right. what you remember, but not by... Yeah, yep. only marginally. Um, but during some of the practice matches, I think the worst case scenario has um, come for a few of them. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> No. Uh, for the games, I mean. Uh, I think one of the games at three-quarter time, the score was not goal six to not goals two. Oh, shit. Or it might have been one goal two to... One goal six to yep. not goals two. Something like that. Yeah. But essentially, one goal to three-quarter time. And it might have been a little bit of rain. Yep. But that is really the biggest fear yep. I think they have about the Women's League is if games turn out like that. I guess that they didn't previously when they did the exhibitions, but then the talent's concentrated exactly. in two teams. Yeah, you've got to yep. spread a talent. Um, and, and they haven't had years of training, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, as in serious training. I suppose, too, being a, a 16 person, I've almost said 16 man, 16 person teams, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that alters the way the game flows. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of variables that have come into that as well, like the talent as well and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the training. And... Obviously, the kicking's not going to be as long. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I was thinking, like, 
with the women's league, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but the AFL in the men's league is desperate for a gay player. Yeah. Desperate for a gay player. Well, they, they've got love, a few. They just want one to come out. Exactly. Yeah. They'd love it to be able to say, see, look how accepting we are. Yeah. And I've always said the first player to, to come out makes himself a millionaire Fuck, overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the women's league, I'm saying there has to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying there is. <laughs> we need a suck a dick for a meal campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the women's league, they must have a. Uh, I'm going to guess. I thought some of them already come out. They probably have, but I haven't seen them go. They haven't um, jumped on and go, hey, look, we've got... Um... Straight girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's giving the AFL credit in that they're treating it as normal or uh, have they missed a PR chance? Well, I don't want to claim as absolute fact, but I'm pretty sure there's been a few girls with girlfriends. I, I, I'm guaranteeing there is, yeah. but I just yeah. I haven't seen them. They haven't paraded it around like I would have assumed the AFL would. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll double check later, but um, I'm... I'm almost certain there's been a few girls, particularly exactly the ones you're probably thinking of, that uh, have come out and had said they had girlfriends and literally it's just, thinking, been, just been brushed over and no one really paid any attention to it, which is good in a way. Literally of none, because I don't know any. But uh, if they are treating it like that, like the UFC does, you know, with the men in Nunez, they're like, well, she fights. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, which is the way it should be. Yeah. I'm yeah. just very surprised that the AFL is taking that approach as well. It just, it, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just very surprised that's what they've done. Well, I, I guess, well, you might be right. They might miss the trick. If they put big posters, you know, uh, lesbians today, they might get a big crowd in. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to see Brenda Harvey running out for the, <laughs> for the <tankers. laughs> On the, Off the rookie list. It can still happen. Exactly right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's going to be great to see how it leads in. Um I really do want to do well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I keep saying that, but are you going to go to a game? I, I want to. I, yeah. I see if this thing is, I want to support it, but if it's not interesting, I'm not going to keep on going no. and pretending, feigning support I, for it. You know what I'm mean? not going to support an idea. I want yeah, to, exactly. I want to go to the Arden Street game, but that's, you know, also being a North Melbourne supporter, there's something in that for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having said that, would I go to Prince's Park? It's have some bitch to get to. Yeah, well, the thing is, the city, then back out. You want to give it a chance to survive, and then you know it's up to the, how how it pans out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't want to just for the sake of it go on. We're diverse, and you're like, but no one wants to fucking watch it. Yeah, it, it it does start that conversation though, because I know I said to my wife, who her interest in footy pretty much starts and ends with, is it on? Can I watch something else? Yeah, um, I said, well, do you, do you want to go? And she's like, oh, no. But we had that conversation. That's done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing, getting up into uh, off-season for the teams and the AFL.com as well, um, I noticed during the week, you know, they're starting to do behind-the-scenes of the team photos. That kind oh, of stuff. right, yep. Hilarious stuff, I yeah. guarantee you. It sounds hilarious, doesn't it? You know, the team photos, yeah. amazing. It sounds like The Office. And then yeah. behind-the-scenes of the team photos, oh, you wouldn't believe yeah. it. Look, look at me, monkey. Like, the, the like someone put their finger up behind their heads. Oh, the someone's Hawth- testicle is on their ear. Wait, what? <laughs> In the Hawthorne one, um, they moved Hodgie from the middle row to sitting on the floor. Oh, fucking watch <laughs> that, was the, that was their joke. Clowns. But what, mad lads. What, ah, mad lads. What was amazing, though, was they were showing, like, they put the video up on their Facebook page, and I watched it. Um, and I went, okay, yep. They made Hodgie sit on the floor. I went, ah, nah, see, you're really up here, because he's not captain anymore, yeah. of course. Harold the giraffe was in the background. Harold. Like, Nobody <laughs> fucking mentioned that. There was no mention of what the fuck Harold the giraffe is doing in the background. Like, happy, healthy Harold, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, dude. Holy who shit. The fu- who the fuck's he giving sex ed to there? 
I, I, I think he's getting some tips. <laughs> oh, Gibbo, come over here, mate. What do you call it when you put your leg up there? He's waiting for the halftime photos. They're like, oh, Hodgie, we swapped your number up around. I'm like, how the fucking giraffe? <laughs> There's a giraffe there. I just really want to see a picture of Gibbo explaining a Cleveland steamer to Harold the giraffe. <laughs> it's like, well, when you've got, you've got the glass. <laughs> but he's like, see, the thing about the pussycat dolls is flexibility. Flexibility. <laughs> Let me tell you, son. <laughs> Harold, uh, the drafts there with an oversized bloody um, easel and the you know oversized pencil. Like, oh, I'll take some notes here, kids. Yeah. Speaking of which, Josh was showing me before we started recording that uh, there's a vacancy for the Essendon mascot. Yes, the yeah, mascot. Skeeter, yeah. Put down a yeah, Skeeter. What a fucking shit name for a mascot. <laughs> no, no, Skeeter. No, yeah. no trouble. He's coming, coming in there, going, uh, you know, he's a hillbilly or something, a redneck, <laughs> getting banned from being around kids. Well, in fairness, having you know. A weapon of war as your mascot doesn't really attract the kids, especially when it's a bomber. This is true. Yeah, yeah, kids hate airplanes. Yep. Well, you know, they could have the jets. That that'd be fine. But uh, you know, the two terms of bomber don't really. Uh, neither of them really work as a kid's mascot. Well, I think they they um, retired those B two bombers this year. So here we go. Can be like a historic logo. They can come up <laughs> yeah. something new. Could be like the Joint Strike Fighter, which just doesn't do anything. But it's really expensive. Well, Con class clubs. Well, their logo's fuggle. always been the Stealth Bomber, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, turns out they weren't as stealthy as they thought they were. No. <laughs> Has it always been the Stealth Bomber? No, in recent years. Oh yeah. Well, I, I can't remember anything else actually. I remember but... the B two. Yeah. Um, that was their mascot for quite a while, and the Stealth Bomber has only been rather recent. But I think even that's come out of uh, out of use now. Yep, it's been retired. No more. I know the Stealth Fighter did, definitely. Or at least the, the old F-117 that we used to play on um, PC. That's a good game. Yeah, I found it on Steam for $1.50. So nice. I it. <laughs> it's criminal you had to pay $1.50. <laughs> <I reckon. laughs> Steam sales are a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, they are. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I can't imagine what sort of process they'd have for... The, being a mascot the mascot well see it's hard because Benny the Bull is the greatest mascot yeah. in the world over and yeah. er, he has to be one of the greatest gymnasts yeah exactly and, and he's funny he's hilarious as mm. well um, I love watching the compilation tapes of Benny the Bull going on yeah. um, but I do remember going to Adelaide Oval not Adelaide Oval sorry Footy Park years ago and the crow mascot you're yeah. like oh here's the mascot and he's you know taking photos of the kids and he goes watch this and then he did about 20 backflips yeah. in a row I'm like yeah, fuck you. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> in that costume, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they are just gymnasts, I think. Basically, yeah. then you see the Tigers mascot. That looks like the most shoddy, fucking old school uh, uh, get up. Wow, you know, ever seen like no no padding, no nothing, just this old floppy little, <laughs> little tiger head. Well, it's fucking depressing. Maybe now they're out of debt. They can. Uh, that's one of the things they've kept Hardwick. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, old. I'm gonna guess. What's the Tiger's name? Blood. Oh, who knows? I don't Jack. know, but it should be like a requirement of the injury list. They've got to fulfill the role of the the mascot, so they're out there doing something. And they keep <laughs> hey, people got to work for the doll. We ain't sitting on the bench doing fuck all. Maybe that's why it's a, a crappy mascot because it was Sean Hampson for years, <laughs> and he actually fucking played last year. I'm like Jesus Christ, our, our usual guy's gone. That's why we got Jaeger O'Meara. Oh yeah, he, he, he should be down there for a while doing fuck all. So. <laughs> Hawker Knights or whatever the bloody uh, our mascot's called. I'm trying to think what ours is called. Boomer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could, he could be the legit one. Think... Following in the progression of shit uh, uh, marketing exercises for North Melbourne. I can I can actually imagine that at the game. The mascot's running around near the goals and all of a sudden, head comes off, Boomer Harvey runs out on the ground, kicks a goal. And they're like, Boomer, again? 
Fucking <laughs> quit it. We, we told you in training. You told us you were a kid just to get the concession <laughs> pass in. But um, I think it's I think he's just called Shinbone or something. It could no, be. that makes sense actually. Yeah, exciting. I'm sure there's a list online than Boner. that's got all the names. Yeah, um, but you know, I don't think anyone that. cares at all. No, not really. No, like unless there's a pub quiz saying what is the name of the Brisbane Lions mascot. No one would even know they had one. Yeah. And Paddle Pop Lion apparently is not the right answer. Yeah. Oh, no, I know that one. That's Brion. Oh, really? Brion really? the Lion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brion. Oh, Brisbane. Brisbane Lions. Brion. Fuck yeah. me. Well, I guess News would be the North Melbourne version if they'd tried with that. Or, um, oh, or be ours would be Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> Hawks, yeah, it's a good one. Ours would be Rikers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what a Scooby-Doo tiger now. Yeah. Right, well, Shaggy. Let's eat their face off. <laughs> the case of the missing magician. Right, well, Vickery. <laughs> Read him arrive. <laughs> I, think, I think Shaggy would actually be a, a Richmond supporter. I think that's, yeah. He would fit in really well he'd with be, that team. Yep, he'd be smoking a lot of weed in the bleachers. <laughs> exactly. It does scream more eagles to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think next week we might actually do a bit of a pre-season tune-up. Yep. Uh, have a look at uh, what's coming up and do our ladder predictions. Have you got ladder predictions? We, that... We've all done them, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I, have, have you done them? I ran them in. Well, not not really, let's be honest. I put some pe- people in some slots and uh, don't have a whole lot of rival reason yet. Well, you've done better than I think I put Collingwood in twice. Yeah, you've got 18 teams in there, though. <laughs> yeah. Which is improvement on last year. No, well done. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you always, that's, that's the old school um, way to make sure you always have a job. It's just to don't put all your cards out there at once. <laughs> make sure you're constantly improving your targets. Leave them wanting more. Exactly right. Your KPIs, <laughs> don't them sky high. Set the, set the yardstick of reasonable targets. Probably, I've, I've skipped a team and I don't know which one it was yet. Yeah, it was Hawthorne. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, in fact, that's, I'm not going to change everything. Let's be honest, you've got to think about that one. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if it was some other team that was in the, you know, 8 to 12 bracket, I could have just slotted them in wherever. But now yeah. I've got to actually think as Hawthorne. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we'll do that next week. I've still got to figure we'll go out. Go through that next week. Um, yeah, I'm still optimistic. I'm Richmond at 8th. I'm like, eh. It's hard to justify this one. <laughs> I've, I've done the same with North. Put them at 8th. I'm just like, this is, this is optimism right yep. here. <laughs> I'm like, even, even this preseason still. So, we've still got some, <laughs> some bandwagon going. But even this is tough. I'll give you a tip. They didn't make eighth of mine. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing, uh, a couple of little things of podcast news that you two both don't know about. One is we, I don't like forward selling, yep. but we might have another podcast that's willing to do the game show with us. Sweet. Um, in, uh, are they smarter than us? I said another podcast, so the answer is yes. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter who they are. Um, this this could this could be bad for us. And we, why? Why you're gonna lose? You, yeah. You're just gonna lose like you do normally. Yeah. Well, at, uh, least, at least with North and Richmond, we can go with some optimism. Well, one this of us lose every bath. week. So. <laughs> um, and the other thing was, we actually got a, an email during the week from Acast, which is who hosts our yep. um, website. We now have to sign a contract with them, um, which just amongst all the other things, yep. just states you know. Uh, revenue sharing so any revenue that they sell on their podcast you might have heard some of them last year was that forever 23 or whatever uh, I never listened and, to and i think I've, I've mentioned it that we've made 40 pence some of that yeah in two and a half years so now uh, we get 50 percent 
and they keep 50% of any advertising they sell. But also, any advertising we sell, they get 25%. Do they? I thought, good luck with that, Chip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign. Yep, you can have 25%, no worries. <laughs> we're, we're more than willing to take on uh, sponsors and advertisers, though. Uh, preferably people that are willing to give us free shit and cash. Uh, let's be honest, if you sponsor us, we'll probably leave Acast anyway. So. <laughs> you get free reign. All right, I think that'll do us for this week. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have some more shit. Yep. Um, but go to the website, clickingballs.com. We're on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud. Leave a message so we can talk to you. Yep. Yeah, we'll All see right. you next week. Peace. Bye. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.